Life's soundtrack can feel a bit like... But you can still change the station. With Delta Airlines, you can turn your soundtrack into a global chorus. Delta. Keep climbing. In today's economy, more people than ever are looking to buy and sell businesses. But how do you do it? Welcome to The Deal Board, presented by Transworld Business Advisors. Straight talk about real deals and real people. Listen to stories, interviews, and expert advice to help your business sale, merger, or acquisition process. Now, here are your business exit experts, Andy and Jessica. So welcome, everybody, to The Deal Board Live. Today is our 100th episode. Um, Yeah, I can't believe it's been... A hundred episodes, Andy. I know it's been a, it feels like it's gone very fast and very, it's been very long at the same time. (laughs) Yeah, it's gone very fast. I I thought it was yesterday that we were sitting at that conference together and our speaker was talking about that you should have a podcast. And we, and and both of us looked at each other and said, I want to do that. (laughs) So we decided to do it. And uh, it's been a great ride and a lot of great information out there. And we're getting great feedback from the people that are subscribers. So we really, really appreciate all of you for subscribing and uh, giving us ideas and uh, and giving us business too. Yeah. yeah. And our guests too, right? So we've had so many great guests on throughout the last couple of years. And today is kind of like honoring some of those uh, repeat guests and some new guests. But when we, we were sitting down, we we're like, what could we do that's really special for our 100th episode? We thought of two things. First, we have our own YouTube channel now, right? So if you didn't hear our last episode, you can now find our video podcasts on YouTube. So make sure you go there and subscribe. It's also on our website, thedealboardpodcast.com. But then the other thing we came up with is the top 10 tips for business owners. Yeah, we came up with a top 100. Our first idea was top 100 for the 100th episode, but we figured, I don't know, how fast could we get 100 tips out? So in the spirit of having 100 tips, we are going to, and we decided to maybe put together a list. And in, of course, I Googled it first. And Entrepreneur Magazine had a great article of 100 business tips. And we're going to provide that in the show notes and in the chat. We'll put that out there. Yeah. But of the, uh, of the, the, of our subscribers and some of our listeners, we put out a challenge two weeks ago and we said, Hey, give us your best business tip. And we're going to feature the best top 10 tips on the show today. So that's the format of the show today. We have 10 business experts with us that are going to share their best tip for business owners in 2021. And we'll get to hear from each of them for just a couple minutes. We're going to drop all their tips into the show notes as well. Um, as well as their contact information, if you'd like to connect with them further. Yeah, I, listen, it's going to be a lot of fun. We had, like you said, we do have some returning guests, some people that are out there in the in the business world, both at Transworld and both entrepreneurs that we admire and respect. Both Jessica and I uh, looked at the tips, and we saw some friends that we definitely wanted to bring on. And we have a prize. We do have the prize. And it's $100 to, I forget the name of the website, 
Gold, so it's $100 to Gold Belly. So how this is going to work for all of our attendees and our panelists too, at the end of the show, there's going to be a poll that pops up and you get to vote for your best business tip. And the business professional that gives us the best tip gets a $100 gift certificate to Gold Belly. Gold Belly is a really cool, it's it's not new, It's it's been around a couple of years, but it's basically a website where you can buy food from all around the country. So if you live in Colorado, like I do, and you miss New York pizza, you can have New York pizza delivered to your house. If um, I actually, my husband's birthday is this weekend. He loves Commander's Palace in New Orleans. We're still not really traveling. So Commander's Palace is sending us a three-course dinner. It's a great website. It supports a lot of small businesses, a lot of small restaurants. And, you know, we're always trying to be out there and supporting the businesses we work with. So um, if you don't win the prize, you can always still go to goldbelly.com and and get something for yourself too. Yeah, we thought that was a great a great prize to support local small businesses. And we are all about that. And we are very exciting time in our industry and exciting time in the world that we really think that things are going to roar back this year. And so with that, you're going to need some good business tips to either get into business or continue to expand your business because we think this is there's never been a better time to buy or sell your business, which sounds strange, but we've talked about it on our show. There's certainly been more than 100 tips over the last 100 shows, but we have some really good ones for you today. Well, with that said, let's get it kicked off. So I want to welcome, and first of all, everybody say hi. We've got a bunch of our panelists promoted right now. So wave to the crowd, say hi to everybody. But I want to get started with our first tip. I'd like to introduce my introduce my friend, Keith Roberts. Keith is with the Oak Journal. Um, he's, he's kind of a serial entrepreneur. He's started a bunch of different businesses. Um, Keith and I know each other through Entrepreneurs Organization, and he created this really cool Oak Journal to help keep entrepreneurs on track with their goals. So Keith, with that, I'll let, hand it over to you and you can tell us about your business tip for our listeners. Awesome. Thanks, Jessica. <clears throat> and it is an honor to be here. So my business tip is about making the most use of your time. Most people are busy, but they're not productive. And there's a few hacks I want to give you. The first is every day, I want you to identify three most important things. These are things that align with your BHAG or the 90-day goals that you're working on in your personal, your business, and your relationships. So identify the three most important things. The second is actually give yourself time to do all of your tasks on your calendar. Throw away your to-do list. Stop doing that. If something takes less than two minutes to accomplish, just do it right now. Don't even write it down because it actually takes you more than two minutes to get back up to speed to do that task. Less than two minutes, do it right now. And then your to-do list now becomes your daily calendar. So anything that takes more than two minutes, throw it in your calendar, allocate the time to do it. Your calendar is just like an empty closet in your house. If you're not intentional with what you're putting in that, it's going to get full up with a bunch of junk. But time is the one finite resource you have. It is actually so much more valuable than your money, but we don't budget it with that same diligence. Your time and energy are critical. So a couple tacks to do that. The last one I'll leave you with is the 3210 email hack. So I practice core hours. There's two times during the day that I turn off all devices and I just spend between 25 and 90 minutes practicing. It could be uh, writing. It could be working on a project, something creative but there are no distractions. I do my email by opening it for 30 minutes, twice a day. I read every email every once and I get my inbox down to zero. Some of those emails that require longer to respond to, I actually give myself time in the calendar to do. If I can delete it, I just delete it or delegate it. 
If you can unsubscribe, be, by all means do. And with that little hack, you're going to spend one hour in your email and the rest of your day crushing your tasks. It's, awesome. it's great feedback. And you yeah. came on, and I just wanted to say, you came on today saying that you've had such a great day and you even remarked that it was the best day in the last 40 years. So why don't you give us a little bit, I mean, obviously you use these tips to get to where you are today. So why don't you give us a little bit about that, where you are today and, and how you, you got there. Thanks. Yeah. Um, so I just sold my agency to another EOer that I met at Machu Picchu in Peru. Uh, in the last week, I've gotten my second COVID vaccination. I've not left my house in a year. Jessica can vouch for this. I've been in hibernation, so I feel like I'm back. I sold my agency of 24 years, so literally a lifelong goal. I did take uh, COVID to write a novel, so I finished that. It's in the third draft. That's going to the editor in just a few days. And we launched a Kickstarter for Oak that crushed it. We were just shy of hitting 1,000% of our goal. So um, I, this is the first time since I've been an entrepreneur that I feel happy today. I'm not like, I'll be happy when I hit this milestone. I'll be happy when I sign that deal. I'll be happy when I pay that loan off. I am happy today. And that feels like such a gift because like you mentioned earlier, tomorrow is, is not guaranteed. It was amazing, Keith. And thank you so much for sharing your day today with us. It's inspiring. I love your tip. So we dropped Keith's name in for tip number one. He is now in the competition for the top tip of the top 10. Andy, why don't you introduce our next uh, guest? Sure. And I'm very familiar with Andrea, Andrea Kimpel from uh, AFK Marketing. She is also in charge of our ad fund and she does such a great job and uh, we love having her at the ad fund. But her tip was building your brand using social media and resources in 2021. And that's a great tip. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about that, Andrea? Yes, Andy and Jessica, thank you so much for having me on. So my tip today that I'm going to share with you is really my mantra. I preach this every day, um, but you need to market yourself and build your personal brand using social media and the resources that we have available to us in 2021. And um, so the first part of that is building your own brand. So people are really more likely to do business with someone that they know, like, and trust. So it doesn't really matter what product or service you're offering. If they're not buying into you, they're probably not going to buy what you're offering. So it's 2021 and it, we have a really unique opportunity in today's day and age to get in front of people from all around the world, not just get in front, but build connections and relationships without even stepping foot outside your front door. Uh, we have virtual networking groups and virtual events, especially coming out of the year 2020. Um, but the most important one that I stress is be on social media. This is such an important tool, an important way to grow your own brand. Um, there are 3.6 billion people on social media and on Facebook, the average person spends about 58 minutes a day just scrolling. So there's such an opportunity to get in front of all these people. Um, but to be successful on social media, there's some key things that you need to do. Um, you need to be consistent. So you have to be active on social media, use it, post, share every day. Um, while that sounds daunting as a business person, we have busy schedules, but 
again, it's 2021 and there's resources to help simplify things. So you can use a social media management platform that you can connect all of your social networks and schedule your posts in advance. So it just takes the guesswork out of that. Also, you need to be intentional. So you need to really have a plan when you're on social media, what you're going to be talking about and how you're going to position yourself and brand yourself. Um, and then also lastly, really importantly, is you need to engage. So don't just share and talk and speak. You have to listen to your audience and be a part of the conversation. So comment on someone's post and share an article and really kind of build that community and brand on your social networks. Um, and with that, you're gonna get your audience to know, like, and trust you. You'll grow your network and ultimately get that buy-in. Thanks, Andrea, that's a great tip. And um, you you proved this because you, you manage a lot of our social media, right? And you help build our brand at the deal board and with Transworld. So if you're ever looking at a good examples of building a brand and it, for your personal brand, Andrea is a great one to follow for our deal board um, items as well. Yeah, there, there could be anything more than social media these days. It, and it is, I keep telling people that get into business. I mean, when I got into business, I'm gonna age myself here. I mean, we were barely using the internet. There was no such thing as social media. So if you wanted to contact people, you had to go to networking functions or you had to send out direct mail or you had to advertise on some sort of medium. These days, people are accessible right through your computer. And it's really made it easier for small businesses to carve out a, a marketplace for themselves. And you, you can see it on a lot of different platforms that people can hit on a business idea and really expanded. I mean, our, our last guest just talked about his Kickstarter and yep. he's almost at a thousand percent of goal. I mean, there's just amazing things that you can do online these days. It, it's a great tip, Andrea. Yeah. Thank you. And I like the, like the organization too. So tip number two from Andrea Compel. She's, we put her um, info in the chat so you can keep track of all these. Andy, who is up next? Uh, the next person, someone that I've known for 20 years, Marty Fishman, maybe a little bit less, but Marty Fishman has been working here at Transworld uh, Business Advisors. He is also an amazing marketer himself. He was in the radio business for a long time, and he is uh, someone who understands uh, going out there and getting key value drivers for buying and selling. So Marty, I just wanted to introduce you and welcome you and my brother and uh, tell us about your tip. Well, and, and you know, identifying key value drivers is essential when, when looking at a business to buy. Your ability to identify and understand a company's value drivers will help you get a better understanding of the true worth of the business. Uh, value drivers are the key elements of a business that shape how a buyer looks at that business and must be understood by both the buyer and the seller because they have a clear and decisive impact on, on the two universal concerns of all buyers, you know, that's risk and potential. So, you know, these specific characteristics of a business in the end will determine if the business is valued higher or lower and ultimately determine whether the parties are going to meet at the closing table. So, you're going to look at the most considered value drivers are going to, are going to be um, depth of management. Is the seller the face of the business or does he have a support staff and management? 
diverse customer base products or vendor base. Uh, there's no client concentration issues. Financial statements, do they have P&Ls? Do they have tax returns? Do they use QuickBooks? Uh, barriers to entry, um, you know, I mean, how, how easy would it be for someone to enter the business and how long would, them, uh, would it take them to ramp up? Operating uh, systems, do they have equipment? Do they have assets? The lease, the lease is very important. Is the lease uh, assignable? Is, it, uh, is, is the business location important? And this lease is really important. Are there escalations in the lease? That's important. Uh, legal and compliance, are there contracts in place? Are there special skills or licenses that a buyer has to have? Does this business have recurring revenues or does this business have to recreate the wheel every single month? Once again, recurring revenues will make it more valuable. Do they have a growth plan? Do they have a, a manual? The transferability of a business is important. Can it with sustain, uh, with sustain the, 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 the pressures of transference when the buyer is going to put and give them that familiarity period is, is, is when he introduces to staff, to, to vendors, uh, are there, can the pressures withstand transference? So these are the key value drivers when, when, when buying a business and selling your business as well. Great points. I mean, I would just point out that that's probably one of the biggest mistakes that Jessica and I and all of us business brokers at Transworld see is when the buyer either doesn't recognize what the value driver is and then changes it shortly after they buy it. And so uh, it's really important to identify the value drivers, not only for the seller to monetize them, but for the buyer to continue, right, Jessica? Yeah, I mean, it's I, Marty just laid out a great plan. I, I feel like we need to do a whole episode on that. That yeah, Marty, you're coming back on the show, whether you like yes. it or not. Um, but no, it is because a buyer is buying a business, right, to follow in the seller's footsteps. They're buying it because they've already established successful processes or successful client bases or successful recurring revenue. And it's really important that the buyer does understand what's successfully working in the business and not try and just go in and make it their own by overstepping or over stamping or changing, you know, the things that have already made it successful. Marty, that's a fantastic list. I know there's going to be a lot of questions for you. And just so everybody knows, we're dropping everybody's names and their websites into the chat. We don't have time today to do our normal thing of getting everybody's names and emails um, and phone numbers. So if you have any additional questions, please feel free and reach out to them. Great job, Marty. It's a great tip. And, uh, you know, business buyers and sellers need to pay attention uh, more. And, uh, and it is a great tip for business brokers too, that they need to work very hard to understand these things so they can help, help transfer those things. Awesome. Thank you so much, Marty. All right. So now moving on to number four, tip number four is coming to us from John Wall. John is with Live Oak Bank. I've known and worked with John now for probably almost eight years um, and, and from a previous bank and now at this one. John is an expert in small business lending. I know he's been very busy um, over the last, say, 12 months with everything that's gone on in our economy between um, PPP, but more importantly, some of the uh, 7A and 504 loan incentives that we've talked about on the show. John's been on multiple times um, to talk about those incentives, but today he's going to share a tip with us. And John, with that, I will turn it over to you. All right, Jessica, thank you very much. I appreciate it. And Andy, thank you for the opportunity today. So my tip, and it's kind of a multifaceted tip today, is use your cash wisely. 
Some may think that that's a no-brainer, but when you're looking at for an acquisition of a business, there are programs, especially through the SBA, that allow you to leverage financing, keep your cash in your pocket, put minimal money down, 10%, finance up to 90% of an acquisition. And if you own an existing company and are buying one in a like-kind type of industry, the SBA actually allows us to do an expansion through acquisition with little to no money down. So use your cash wisely. Uh, the SBA program is not as bad as it sounds. Um, it can be completed in a timely basis. Um, and I think if there's one takeaway from this is the SBA enhancement is there is free money out there. I know that sounds crazy, um, but multiple generations beyond us will be paying it back. So take advantage of it today. The SBA is through the end of September is waiving the SBA guarantee fee on their 7A loans and 504 loans, which is typically somewhere in the neighborhood of two and a half to three percent of the loan amount. And additionally, on the 7A program, they are also paying the first three months worth of payments up to nine thousand dollars per month. Um, for new borrowers uh, on one loan. So great opportunity to take advantage of the SBA program around that. And the one that I would want to close on is anytime in any transaction, make sure you're working with experts. Experts from a, the brokerage standpoint, our friends at Transworld, good lenders, good attorney, good CPA, Make sure that they are experts in M&A or whatever it might be that you're doing, because that will make the process ever so more efficient and get you to the finish line quicker. Thanks, John. What a great tip. I mean, use your cash wisely. We saw that more in the last year than ever was very, very important. John, why don't you just give the listeners, because we get so many questions, give them an idea of how significant the fee waived portion is for these loans, because sometimes we say, oh, the fees are waived and people don't think it's a big deal, but it is It is a quite a big deal, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you're looking at a multi-million dollar deal and you're looking at you know two, three quarters of a loan, you know, 80 plus thousand dollars. So again, that's that's 80 plus 82,000 dollars roughly on a three million dollar deal. On a five million dollar deal, you're looking at over a hundred thousand dollars in savings. A lot of the time, that was one of the concerns or pushback pieces is people think that the SBA is a very expensive loan because it was unsubsidized. Um, so with those types of savings, there really is no reason to look at conventional or anything along those lines. And then obviously the $9,000 a month on there, another $27,000 savings. So you are talking about true, true dollars savings to a buyer and a borrower. Yeah. And John, uh, this is no doubt an amazing time in history. And I don't know how many times business owners have to go through a downturn or some sort of crisis. I mean, 2009, 2010, you know, the people who survived that, I would hope were better prepared during, during the COVID crisis when things shut down for a few months and continued to be somewhat stagnant. But the SBA in 2009, 2010, upped it from $2 million to $5 million. I think that's about when they did that. And it really has brought bigger businesses into the fold for individual buyers to be able to leverage into larger businesses. I mean, just talk a little bit about, you know, what it takes to put down 
and leverage into a, a business these days? Yeah, I mean, typically what we're seeing, you know, we specialize on transactions that are $1 million to $10 million. So as Andy mentioned, there may only be a $5 million cap. However, there are facilities in place to provide conventional financing behind that for another couple million dollars. And what you're looking at is, you know, equity injections in that 10 to 15% range. So when you can look at what your return on equity is, you know, with a company that's spinning off significant profits and SDE to you as the buyer, I mean, putting that, that little of an amount into that size of a project, you know, $3 million business, you could buy for, you know, in theory, as little as $300,000 down, leveraging that, you know, and we can help finance the working capital, include the other fees. So, you know, that 10% or 15% of the total project amount is really unheard of. Um, and it's not collateral based. I think that a lot of people think, well, you know, I'm buying a business which is blue sky and goodwill and future cash flow. And that's what the whole SBA program is designed for, where conventional banks won't finance it without collateral. SBA is there to support banks that are financing these based off of goodwill and the ability to repay. Great. Thank you so much, John. A great tip. Use your uh, use your cash wisely. Um, so John's up there for tip number four. Andy, who do we have up next? We have a favorite of mine, a great friend, Lori Sarulo from Junior Achievement of South Florida. Uh, I love Lori because she uh, let's share her let her share her screen. Uh, but um, Lori is uh, a nonprofit executive. Before that, she was a banker. Uh, so she gets it. Lori absolutely gets what it takes to be in business and as well as helping uh, people give back. And I think that's so important. Obviously, I live that. Lori, welcome. And why don't you give your tip? You're one of my favorites too, you know that. So thank you for inviting me today. And so my tip that I want to share is, is getting involved in your community, right? Um, and so first and foremost, getting involved in the community makes you feel good. You will feel so rewarded, right? And so proud of the work that you're doing and the impact you're having on a child, on a senior, whoever it might be that you're interested in getting involved with. But beyond that, there's so many benefits to you as an individual in building your brand or your company's brand, right? I can name, and I know you know them, so I won't name them, but I can name some business people in our community who have built their businesses on getting involved in the community. Nobody knew them, nobody knew their companies. And all of a sudden they're sitting on boards and they're on committees and they're meeting with all these people in the community. And guess what? Everybody now knows them and their business. So great way to build your brand. So I, I really like uh, getting involved in the community to a marketing strategy as well, right? Um, business development. Another opportunity, the relationships that I have built in this community over the 30 years have been through the committees and the people that I've worked with. They got to know me. They knew when I said I would do something, I would do it. They knew my passion for making a difference. That's what made them want to do business with me. That's what makes them want to give to our nonprofit. Um, I, it also is a benefit to your team. It creates your culture. It helps you build a culture. It's great for morale. It builds teamwork. There's so many benefits to that. 
You know, and I think also the last, you know, when we're helping someone else, it inevitably always helps us. And so at the end of the day, there are business benefits to getting involved in your community. There are personal branding benefits and marketing to that. Um, and again, I go back to, it just feels great. So that's my tip. It's a great tip. And, and Lori is, lives it. Uh, she gets involved in so many charities. It's always, I always marvel at executive directors that are involved in nonprofits, always help out the other nonprofits and you're kind of all in it together. And Lori has her own uh, podcast that she does and it's great. She interviews entrepreneurs and other people involved in the community. So you could plug that if you want. Yeah, thank you. You've been a guest on our show. It's called JA's Recipe for Success another way of combining community with marketing. And so we have the largest facility in the world here, right here in Broward. So I thought, how can I get people to come to the facility? If I invite you to come for a visit, oh, nobody has time. But when I say, can you be on our podcast video show out of our kitchen at JA World, because it's recipe for success, guess what? They find a date real quick. And so I get to show off our amazing building, talk about our programs, build new relationships, and guess what? They want to get involved. So it's a win-win for everybody. Excellent. Yeah, I love it. I mean, being involved in your community is so important as a business owner, but I love what you brought up, Lori. My favorite thing is it feels good, right? So it's something that you, you get to do in your, your business life and day-to-day that you you feel good. You, you know, giving back really creates goodwill for yourself, but also amongst your team. So I love the tip. Love JA. And you got me involved in it years ago. So I really appreciate you joining us on the show. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Lori. And so up next, we have another Trans World Business Advisors uh, professional from Orlando and Central Florida and Chris Redmond, Chip, as he likes to be called. Chip, welcome and give us an idea of what your tip is because it's great, right? We got to keep it simple. You know, Kiss is is one of those things I like to try to keep in my mind. So keep it short and simple. But I'm going to be honest with you, Andy, in my mind, it's not keep it short and simple. There's another word there at the end. But, you know, uh, people now more than ever, our attention spans are, are short. You know, social media now teaches us TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. And if, if you're not getting that message across in a couple of seconds and in a real short period of time, it's just being lost. And sometimes as entrepreneurs, that you know, our mindset is a little different. Sometimes we get extremely passionate about what we're doing. It's kind of, I tend to geek out, as I like to say. So I like to kind of dial that back and simplify it and, and just kind of keep that message short and simple. Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, I, I loved what you said that uh, everybody has ADD these days. I mean, social media is ADD. I, the, the, it, on TikTok, it has to be less than two minutes. On 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 Twitter, it has to be less than I don't know. They changed it. Was it a, a couple hundred characters? Uh, it, it, it's just amazing that you need to be very succinct these days. And people love things that are short and sweet and to the point. Yeah, just target it and go, and you know, kind of keep it short and simple. Short and simple tip. It's perfect. I love it, Chip. And and thank you so much for joining us on the show. We've got tip number six in there from Chip Redmond. I also dropped his website in there as well. Let's keep moving. We've got a few more good ones to go before you guys all get to vote on your favorite tip for the show. 
Yes, and we have another dear friend, Nicole Covenant from Palm Beach Poppins. She could tell us a little bit about that as well. Uh, but she talks about uh, build better vendor relationships to better service your clients. And Nicole also helped me. I just want to give her a plug because she helped me uh, run 2019's pasta dinner the last time we were all together. We had a thousand people. So whatever Nicole says is goes because she she knows how to put together and organizing things. So Nicole, welcome. Well, thank you, Andy. Thank you guys for having me. So mine is vendor relations and I have used them so many times, my vendors so many times within my company and using those vendors to solve problems. I have a lot of higher end clients that have very unique requests um, and it's the personal concierge business essentially. And I run people's errands. I do their different chores, whatever they don't want to do. And they want to pay someone to do essentially. And it's been great, but my vendors have always come through and let me know exactly where to start on something. If it's as simple as where to find a very expensive light fixture that just doesn't exist in the United States and how to find it. Um, but my vendors have always helped me and those relationships have built so many um, new relationships with other vendors. And it's just been such a great experience to start in the community um, and use those local networks, no, local businesses and their networks, as well as mine to get my clients what specifically they are looking for. So um, keeping it simple and just using the vendors to my best of ability to make my clients happy. Yeah, I, I know you have a vast background in the franchising business and running large Lord. expos and having vendors come. And it's always amazing to me, and you could probably talk about this a little bit too, is, is that some people think their vendors are their enemies. And we do, we do not believe that at Transworld. We have a great relationship with our, our major vendors. And that's definitely what I've seen. Like I'll have a vendor that doesn't necessarily do that specific job, but they will refer me to someone else that is their competitor essentially, but they are like, they can help you do that. And it just builds such a relationship between me and that one, the first vendor that it just, I want to go back and support them because they've been, they're honest and they're helpful and they get the job done and they do it right. And then they've never steered me wrong. Like I've never had a bad experience with in the trade show, with the events, with this, this company that I'm doing now. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Nicole, thank you so much for that tip. I think it's important for everybody to keep in mind that working with their vendors is a partnership, right? And that's how we all grow our businesses together is working together. So Nicole is in there. Tip number seven. We appreciate you jumping on the show and joining us. Put it back. I don't want it right now. No, oh. you already ate. We've got a couple of background noises. I got that taken care of. All right. So up next, we have the one and only JT Tatum. He's been on the show a number of times before. He leads our goal setting episodes with us every year. That's like a recurring theme now. Um, and he's also a transferable franchisee in the Carolinas. Um, he's been a mentor to me, and I'm very excited to hear what he has for our listeners today. So JT, take it away. There, JT. I guess we lost him for a minute. I think we got lost him. Oh, well, you know what? Um, we might. This is what why we do live shows. We have to pivot on the fly. So what we're going to do is we're going to come back to JT. 
Up next, I'll reintro JT in a minute. Up next, we are joining us uh, from the UK is Henry Ziff. He's going to present a business tip for us. And Henry is our master franchisee in the UK. So he's based in London. I don't know what time it is there now, Henry, but thank you for joining us. Um, what tip do you have for our listeners today? Hey, Jess and Andy. Um, so it's just coming up to eight o'clock. It's not light outside anymore. Uh, it's a Zoom background. Um, so my tip's going to be growth through acquisition. So although kind of organic growth is nice and you have that kind of sense of accomplishment and control over your business, it's typically quite expensive and takes a long time. So growth through acquisition where you may be able to double the size of your business, access new customers, um, access new markets is something kind of we we believe really strongly here at Transworld um, and where you're able to kind of increase your market share relatively quickly, you know, using amazing like suppliers and, and lenders and bankers um, as well. So that was kind of going to be um, that was my my uh, top tip for or my my one of my top 10 tips. Growth or acquisition, something that we talk about very often. Um, so, you know, if you have someone that has never grown through acquisition before, Henry, where would you tell them to start? How would they start the process? Yeah, really good question. So I would say start by educating yourself, um, working with advisors, understanding um, what kind of business or how big the kind of business that you can um, acquire and also kind of what holes you're looking to fill in your business. So if it's kind of new products, new markets, maybe you need different kinds of people and resources um, if you're a professional services firm. Um, so kind of really understanding what you're looking for and then go work with advisors such as ourselves um, to try and hunt down what you're looking for. Yeah, it's a great tip. I, and so many people don't do it. I, I say it's so underserved. And episode number 99, just one episode back, we had Carl Allen on talking that, and one of his things that struck me, he said, CEOs should be either making joint ventures or acquiring businesses. That's all they should be doing. So they should be talking to someone like Henry. And uh, Henry, you know, we think, and we've been talking about this for years, there's going to be even more cross-border deals going on, importing ideas back and forth and more acquisitions, right? Yeah, absolutely. So um, obviously, we've kind of been through Brexit here in the UK. Um, so people are looking at investing in the UK. Um, we have UK companies looking at investing internationally, both in Europe and the US now. Um, so yeah, absolutely. You know, it's easier than ever to work internationally. Um, and uh, yeah, therefore, kind of more, more cross-border deals. That's great. Well Thank you so much for joining us across the border and across uh, the ponds this evening, Henry. We appreciate you coming on the show. It's a great wow. tip growing through acquisition. So let's see, do we have JT back? JT, you there? I am, Jess, I am. All right. Well, actually, I gave you a glowing intro last time, but Andy, why don't you give him <laughs> a quick, your quick version of it? Well, I'll, <laughs> I'll add to it that, you know, JT not only is a trans world business advisor, franchisee, and a mentor to many, it is because he was president of Signorama, the largest sign company in the world. And he's been active uh, with United Franchise Group as a, as a leader and basically decided to take uh, Transworld and go uh, into North Carolina 
uh, to uh, start his own path there. And so JT, why don't you jump in and give us your tip and tell us how it's going. Well, thanks, Andy and Jess. Appreciate that. I see that I could turn on my video, but it's not letting me. So we're going to go this way anyway. Okay. I am not I am not going to be dissuaded. I know it was probably Ziff that probably bumped me, the UK guy trying to get in there before the American guy. But I won't I won't hold it against you, Henry. That's OK. Yeah, it's all good. Let's see if we could get your video going. Danielle, can you do that? He is available, able to video. He just needs to enable it. I'm trying and it won't. I'm clicking and it ain't doing it. So that's okay. So look, we're gonna we're gonna do this the the, the old fashioned way. And my tip is kind of an old fashioned tip, so it for it fits in perfectly. The tip of the day is be the mayor. So as Andy said, you know, I left Florida and moved to the Carolinas, and I didn't know a single person when I got here. So I had said to myself, the best way for me to build this quickly is to get out there and get known in the local community. And that means that, yes, you got to do all the social media things, et cetera. And I agree with what uh, we heard earlier about, from Andrea about, you know, people going to do business with people they know, like, and trust. I said to myself, and I say to all of the few people on our staff, go shake hands and kiss babies. Now, I don't mean literally kiss babies, especially in today's day and age, but you know what I mean, okay? <laughs> and uh, it, it, it stems from this saying that I learned a long time ago. It says, he who has something to sell and goes and whispers in a well is not as prone to make a dollar as he who stands up loud to holler. So what does that mean? People are only going to buy from me if they know what I have to offer. And so I'm going to go out and make as many friends as I can in the community and those people are going to become eventually ambassadors for me. It's kind of like a local version of social media, because if the people around me know what I do, when they have contact with people that I will never have contact with, that know or need my services, they're going to say, oh, you know who you need to contact? You need to contact JT. He's the guy that knows what, what he's doing. So, yes, it is local. And yes, I have to have the, you know, the, the web presence and the social media presence, but I believe that that local flavor. So when I'm going out in the local area and I'm visiting businesses, I'm introducing myself to the owner because I want them to know what I do and I want to know what they do. And so, uh, you know, it comes down to three actionable things. Number one, I think is always be on. If you're driving your business, you're always on. Number, number two, give to get. So always ask people that you do come in contact with, how can I help you? And that's kind of the go-giver uh, philosophy. And then the third thing is be active. And you heard that uh, from, from Lori a little bit earlier about being active in the community. Be active in so many different things that people always are seeing you and being able to associate who you are with what you do. And I, I just drive it home with this one. Remember that nothing happens until the sale is made. So be a consummate salesperson and be the mayor. Mm, that's a good mic drop there in the last one, though. I love being the manager, JT, and you're such a great example of this, but it is true. It's like, you know, when somebody thinks about if you want to sell your business, they should think of you. If somebody thinks about, you know, how to market yourself, they should think of Andrea. Um, so it's a great tip, but I also do love the nothing's done until the sale's complete. So that's, that's a mic, that's a mic drop moment. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I think it, it's interesting that all three of us, both Jessica, myself, and JT, all started our bit transworld careers when we were brand new to the area. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so you just did that. I know Jessica did that, and I did that. Uh, and yeah, you had to become the mayor really fast and go out there and meet a bunch of people. And you know, as this coronavirus kind of dissipates, 
JT. Uh, I think there's going to be a huge like kind of whiplash effect that everybody's going to want to get back out there and meet each other again. Right, right, right. Nothing like doing the shaking hands, you know, pressing skin, as they like to say, and kiss the babies. Great job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, JT, for joining us. We're, we're always happy to have you on the show. You always have some great wisdom for us. And we'll have so, you back. Yeah, and we'll have you back anytime soon. Um, so wrapping up on our top 10 tips before we wrap up the show, we've got, um, a, a longtime listener. He's been a guest on the show multiple times. Andy, how long has, has Mike been on your team now for how Just long? About, been we're, we're, we're coming up on 20 years again. So, yeah. And not only that, but Mike is, he's one of the guys, those guys, he actually was texting me this morning. He's always researching new things, how to get better, how to uh, drive his business better, how to help his clients. And um, he's always searching for how can he have the next edge um, on his competition and serve his clients better. So with that, Mike Shea, why don't you join the the panelists and tell us about your tip? So as I was listening to all this, I was like, I was texting you guys, can I change my tack? Could I change my tip? Because I've, I've I, I had a flashback, an epiphany of um, something. I said yes. I said yes. Well, I didn't get your response, but Jessica gave me an emphatic thumbs up. Um, so I'm going to get really super practical and tactical. So, you know, you can see the saber behind me. You know, I would love to get down into the trenches. So my old dad, my dad used to have a saying, it's not how much money you make, it's how much you keep. And uh, I kind of changed that up a little bit and said, it's not how much money you make, it's how much you keep and when you get it. So we're going to talk about cash flow. And the biggest problem we encounter as we meet business owners or see business owners is their cash flow. And if you don't have cash flow, your business is dying. It's like the blood and the life force that keeps you beating and running. And long ago, back in my corporate career, I learned a little tactic. Um, and, you know, Andy knows I, I tend to play in the, 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 the service business and the, the route businesses and the, uh, the service revenue or the repeat revenue or the contract revenue type of platforms. And I'm always amazed when I show this tactic to people, A, they're like their eyes wide open and they get excited because of the amount of cash flow I just gave them and then how, it, how they missed it. So most businesses at the, at the micro level operate on a monthly basis. They, they invoice monthly, right? There's 12 months in a year, so we issue 12 months. But they often get invoiced on a four-week basis. And four goes into 52 weeks 13 times. So my first tactical tip um, from a cash flow basis, and you'll see this. So everyone go out there and look at your monthly bills. Um, you're getting invoiced on a four on a four week basis. So you just slid in a 13th month of billing. So if you used to bill $120,000 a year on a 12 month basis, if you actually invoice for the work you do on a four week basis, because you're paying your people every two weeks, you even out your cash flows and you actually lift your revenues. You gotta be careful about it because it's a change in mindset, but it's been going on for decades with large corporations. Most people at the micro level don't know about it. And then the second thing, um, invoice at the first of the month. Invoice your customers at the first of the month because if they get their bill on the 30th, it's gonna take them two weeks to pay you. If you invoice them on the third, on the first, you still give them a net 30 term, but they may decide to pay you quicker. And that's gonna save you a ton of headache and free up cash flow and make your business much, much healthier. So that's my tactical tips. It's it, uh, Mike, you're always great at tactical tips. And that's what, you know, we love about you just to, you know, routes, uh, you know, and looking at the, the bottom line of a business and having those, those tips. I mean, I, I know a certain company that, you know, was paying their employees uh, twice a month 
And then they figured out they'd be better off every, every other week because it gave the employees an extra paycheck and they appreciated it. And it helped the company with their cash flow. Yep. Because there was some months that right. they it's had not this- three payrolls. Yeah, August. August yeah. is one of those months. And, you know, for, you know, my old bailiwick, the old lawn service guys, it's rough. August is a brutal month for cash flow and payroll. And if you're not invoicing correctly, and God help you if you're, you know, don't get paid on time, right? Right. You got to carry extra cash on the balance sheet to, to be healthy. So, you know, I'm not a fluff guy. I'm a more down in the trenches, tactical stuff, but that's a big win, I think. It is a big one. That's a great tip. Thank you, Michael. I mean, there's nothing better. I always tell people there's nothing better than making money. I mean, it it, it certainly <laughs> makes it a lot. It makes it a lot easier to be in business when you're making money. Yes, it does. Yes, there's a lot less stress in all components of your life. Right, right. You know, revenues do make up for uh, nightmares. Anyway, Jessica, that that was amazing. I mean, those were ten great tips that we just had. Yeah, so we had some great experts. Again, they're all in the chat um, and their websites are linked in there too. If you're listening on audio on iTunes or one of the podcasting apps, they're gonna be in the show notes as well. So right now for our live audience, we're gonna go ahead and launch a poll. And the poll is, what was the best business tip you heard today? What What helped you the most in your business or thought that gave most value to the crowd? And we're going to leave that open just for a few minutes. Just go ahead and and click on the poll and click on your answer. We'll get that a few minutes and then we'll share the results. I see some coming in. Got a few more that need to I don't see Michael's up there. Do I see Michael's up there? Oh, Michael changed his tip at the last. No, he he did it. The cash flow tactic. It's right there. He's got, actually, it's about 15% right now. So we'll give it a few more minutes. But while we're getting those in, Andy, what was your favorite? Wow, there were so many good ones. I, you know, I'm going to go with my friend Lori, giving back to the community. It's really changed my life. It's changed the way we've done business. We've gotten some of the best business uh, here in Florida because we've been involved in the community, the connections that we've made. Uh, just talk about being the mayor. One of the key ways to be the mayor is is to get involved first and give back first. Uh, the go giver uh, that was a great uh, tip as well. Uh, there's some great books out there. How about yours? What was your favorite? Oh, God, it was so hard. There's so many good ones. I mean, I love Mike's tactical cash flow, especially because it it makes such a difference, like to have cash in your pocket as a business owner. And and we we just saw that through the the last year, you know, cash is king and it always has been and always will be. you know, but the be the mayor one is is so good. JT always has such good wisdom, but good I did. I came into a market where I knew like two people and just by getting out in the community and telling everybody what we did, um, that's how we we're able to build a successful business. So. Well, it looks like a race between be the mayor and giving back to the community. Those seem to be everyone's favorites as well. All right. So we're uh, going to wrap it up. We gave everybody a couple minutes though. there. We're going to end the poll and we're going to go ahead and share the results here. And giving back to the community looks like it is the winner. And uh, I, I'm going to throw a little something in. I, you know, I, I know Lori's going to feel bad about taking a hundred dollar prize for herself, so I'm going to uh, I'm going to donate two hundred dollars to Junior Achievement, so she doesn't have to feel bad about that and give that money back to Junior Achievement. So, uh, 
you know, uh, thank you, Lori. Thank you, everyone, for coming on. I mean, it was a great show. Uh, congratulations to my partner, uh, Jessica. Hundred episodes. Can you imagine? We've we've done this for a, a long time, and we hopefully have another hundred in us. Yeah, yeah, we definitely have another hundred in us, at least, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, the the good thing about business brokerage is it's it's never boring. We always have stories to share. So yeah, we yeah. have a lot more coming up. A lot more coming up. And and listen, if you want to be a guest on the show, we I think we got a couple of guests that we want to bring onto the show uh, in the future. Uh, if you want to be a guest, just go to the Deal Board Podcast uh, website. Go to our YouTube channel. Uh, just comment that you want to come on. If you have any ideas for good guests or good topics, we're taking those all the times. We have a great following from around the world. So you, you might want to get some of your friends who have amazing entrepreneurial stories uh, featured on the deal board. Yeah. Well, thank you all for joining us today. Our panelists, our listeners, make sure if you're not following us to so follow us on your favorite podcasting app, or also now on our newest YouTube channel, you can get all the links um, on our website, thedealboardpodcast.com. So thanks everybody. And we hope you have a great day. Transworld Business Advisors is the world's largest business brokerage and mergers and acquisitions firm with over 500 brokers in nearly 200 offices worldwide. Transworld's team handles thousands of business sales every year. To be connected with a qualified business broker or learn more about the buying and selling process, visit tworld.com forward slash the deal board or call 888-719-9098. Hey, Andy, do you know what time it is? It's time for our deal of the week. Deal of the week. Sold. Welcome back to the deal board, everybody. And for our deal of the week this week, we have Dustin from our Trans World Business Advisors Rocky Mountain office rejoining us. And he's got an interesting deal to share with us today. So Dustin, welcome back. And why don't you tell us a little bit about this business you just sold? Thanks, Jessica. Always happy to be back. So the business that I just sold was a women's boutique, more of a home goods, you know, some cute clothing, some candles, some jewelry, whatnot. And it was located in a tourist town. Uh, the women that had owned it, owned it for about five years and uh, actually it did a whole lot better as far as cash flow than I ever thought when I first sat down with them. I was pleasantly surprised. And so they were just looking to move on. Uh, they were getting close to retirement age and it was just time to hang with grandkids and, and what have you. Oh, well, nice. And, and that's an important life change for everybody at that moment. So tell us a little bit about the metrics. Like what was it listed for? Um, and then what was the final deal structure with the buyer? Sure. The SDE on that was just over 120 and that was really clean. Uh, not a whole lot of add backs. So we took it at a 2X, two multiple. So we went up for 240 plus inventory, which inventory was about 45 grand. Uh, we ended up selling to a local businesswoman and she did an all cash offer for 220 plus inventory. Uh, really, really easy to work with. The uh, Closing was quite a bit longer because she was selling a, another business um, and just needed to part ways with that one before she could take on this new one. So we actually had a nice slow closing of about three months, it <laughs> felt like. Yeah, well, it makes sense when she needs to clean up her focus so she can move on. So mm -hmm. what would be um, a learning lesson from this deal you could share with our listeners for them to properly prepare for sale? For me, my biggest learning lesson was 
because it wasn't a fast paced closing, I had to be extra diligent on hitting the marks because they weren't just naturally lining up like landlord, you know, our whole checklist, it just naturally wasn't lining up. So to the brokers, if you have a longer close, still set goals, still get it done on time, ahead of time, whatever. We had closing docs signed two weeks before we even closed, um, but just, just stay on top of it. Always important to hit those dates and deadlines. And last but not least, Dustin, if someone wants to get in touch with you about a deal in the Colorado area or nationwide with women's retail or other industries, how would they reach you? Yeah, just shoot me an email at daudet, that's D-A-U-D-E-T, at tworld.com or give me a call on my cell, 970-618-9330. Thank you once again for joining us, Dustin, and we'll look forward to having you back on the deal board. Awesome. Thanks. Hey, Jessica, you know what time it is? Money time? Almost. It's time for Listing of the Week. Hey, it's Listing of the Week, and we have a returning guest, Chip Redman from Trans World Business Advisors of Central Florida. And Chip, uh, one of the businesses that has done well through the COVID crisis is the construction industry. And you have a great example of a nice, solid business. So why don't you give us some more details? Yeah, I have a 35-year-old general contracting company. They've done everything from simple build-outs and strip plazas to building, uh, I think, five-story hotels. Uh, They've run the gamut and uh, they've been doing it for 35 years. Uh, 35 years is a long time. And that's always the magic thing. People say, why are people selling? And this is a good one. This is, they're retiring, right? Yeah, the owner's retiring. He wants to keep his legacy going. He wants to keep the the employees that have been with him for many years um, employed. And, uh, you know, he wants to to move off and and, and retire and kind of slow down. Yeah, it's a good reason. So why don't you give us a little bit of the numbers? How much are they asking? How much are they making? So they made last year in gross sales, they made uh, just under $7 million. And currently he is listed for, uh, he's listed for 605000 They had, uh, the, he had seller's discretionary earnings of $381,000 last year. Uh, but you know, with the with contractors, they had they've had some highs and lows. They they have spikes in their world, and that's just one of the things you work to. But he has an excellent uh, set of books and uh, projects lined up for next year. That's gonna that's gonna do well. Oh, that's great, and that's great for a new buyer, uh, someone who's retiring, someone who's willing to stick around and help you out and transfer the business, and someone that has great books and records. Sounds like a great deal. So what's the best way to get in touch with you, Chip, if someone wants to know more? Best way to get a hold of me is on my cell phone at 321-299-6867 or email me at chrisredmond at tworld.com. Sounds like another good deal. So get in touch with Chip. Thanks for coming on today, Chip. Thanks, Andy. I appreciate your time. Have a great day. Thanks for tuning into the show today. If you like the podcast, share it with your friends on social media. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcasting app. If you have questions, would like to appear, or have suggestions for topics for the show, get in contact with us through our website, thedealboardpodcast.com. 
www.thepowerhouse.com. Life's soundtrack can feel a bit like... But you can still change the station. With Delta Airlines, you can turn your soundtrack into a global chorus. Delta. Keep climbing.